Welcome back to the 12 sided guys. We have Matt playing Pine. Hi. Scott playing Joff. That's me. Jordan playing Ebby. Salutations. Sabrina playing Nari. Hey there. Me, Paul, playing the 64-bit MIPS processor, and our special guest today, <laughs> Brian, playing the Serenade of Water on his ocarina. Hey! <laughs> hey, listen! <laughs> Watch out! Thanks for tuning in and following us on this crazy adventure. If you want more content, go check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash 12sidedguys. That's one, two-sided guys. Also, you can give us a five-star rating on your podcasting app of choice. But if you really want to help us out, tell a friend to check us out. If they're daunted by the sheer volume of content already out there to try and catch up with the story so far, first off, tell them we're really cool and nice. Then, tell them that next week we'll be releasing a sort of commentary recap of the entirety of the story so far, a.k.a. Disc 1, so they can catch up that way. Anyway, I got this game from Hollywood Video, and it's supposed to be amazing. Truly groundbreaking stuff. It really uses the 64-bit processor to the max. So let me get the cartridge. Yeah, the gold one, limited edition. And power. Sweet, check it out. This file already has like 11 hearts so far and tons of rupees. Let's see what's up in this random saved game. <laughs> I love that you said like only five star reviews. That was great. <laughs> oh yeah, if you're gonna leave a four star review, don't even bother. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> in the land of Hyrule, <gasps> under Lake Hylia, in mm. the Water Temple, suddenly we see appearing as if out of nowhere, Pine, Nari, Joff, and Ebby. They are deep in this temple of water, this confusing maze that anybody who's been here before will remember the headaches of trying to figure out how to get through this dungeon. We join them on this stone platform in this very long room as it stretches east to west. And there is a sort of slant as water rushes down this slant and then drops into an abyss. As they look on, they can see platforms that slowly slide down the side of the water and then fall into the abyss. And on the opposite side of the room, they see a mirror image as platforms come and they slide down and disappear. On the far side of the room, they see a door and they know that that is where they are trying to get to. Hey, Abby, this is what I was telling you about. In Menorest, they have these things called water slides. <laughs> That is wild. Yes. I want to try one. Are those those arches you were talking about with the points? <laughs> That's right. That's a great callback. That is a great Very callback. gothic in their architecture, yes. <laughs> and Pine, can I just say real quickly, these polygons on you look phenomenal. My goodness. Talk about an upgrade from those 8-bit and 16-bit. Ugh. Now I'm not just made out of squares. I'm made out of all different kinds of shapes that come together at very hard angles. It's very comely. <laughs> so classy. Yeah, those angles are really hard. It's almost real. 
<laughs> I'm just picturing the faces of all the bad guys on uh, Goldeneye. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, well, as you guys are having this conversation... Uh, Wait, no, no. Can I just say, I'm picturing... You just got me picturing the face of Pierce Brosnan with DK mode on, like doing the I just beat the level and crossing his arms <laughs> with his pistol in his hand. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, what a game. But that's the wrong game, my friends. You are in a different Nintendo 64 game. As you stand here on this platform, you look uh, kind of on the edge of the platform and you see a figure. Brian, why don't you tell us and describe what they see? Yeah, you see a uh, tall, uh, lengthy youth who looks a little bit uncomfortable in this newfound height that he's probably just found. He's currently wearing a blue tunic and matching cap with some long flowing blonde hair hanging out the cap. But you get a sense that uh, green would be a much better color for this character and a little more iconic. They're sitting down currently and in the process of swapping out uh, some boots, uh, some regular leather boots with some heavy iron boots that looks like the laces have been undone and redone multiple times, uh, often <laughs> in frustration and often having to be done very, very quickly. <laughs> the character looks up stoically and says nothing and looks back down. And that's when you notice there's a little backlight and floating up above, you start to see a little glowing light above the character. And, and as the light floats towards you, you realize uh, the light is emanating from a, a small fairy fluttering towards you. Hey, listen, are you here to help? He won't say anything. I really, and this would be great if you were here to actually help us. <laughs> Can I just say, if you just only had your, uh, your character guy just scream at everybody like, it's actually been really hard to keep this from Sabrina because I've been having to practice those sounds on my way to work as opposed to. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, well, I mean, typically when this happens to us, we, we help somebody. So we're here to help. Yes. Now, what's with this? What's this boy's deal? It looks like he's uh, quite gangly. Just recently hit a growth spurt or something. He took a nap, I guess, but uh, I just had to sit around for seven years. <laughs> Watch out! <laughs> you know, it's, it gets a little lonely just talking to yourself, so uh, I'm just really happy that you guys are here. And uh, the character in blue goes back to just tying up these heavy, heavy boots. Are you sure he can walk in those? They look like they have iron soles. Yeah, and uh, uh, not only walk, but also breathe under the water. That's that's sort of the point. Um, we've been here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's interesting is I actually have metal shoes too, but they help me to fly. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's not this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you guys are standing here having this conversation, you see more and more of these kind of this little platforms come um, out from underneath where you are and slide down this incline and fall off into this abyss in the middle of the room on both sides, a mirror image of each other. This seems like a waste of stone platforms. <laughs> Maybe they go down and then they recycle back up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we'll need some dexterity here. Yeah, he's, are you putting on the, the iron boots or taking them off? Are you going to answer this time? <laughs> uh, okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Well, uh, it, it depends on where we're at. Um, 
sometimes we're going to have to adjust the water level and sometimes jump in the water. It, it, it's all very confusing. Usually we have a, you know, you have to look up a guide. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're doing it kind of analog today. <laughs> oh, no, I played this pre-internet. So if you didn't have a magazine, you were figuring it all out yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah seriously. This one, you can see that if you were to go in this water as it slides down this incline towards the abyss, it would it's like a waterfall. It would sweep you away. Um, so probably not one that you're going to be swimming in at this point. Um, probably the platforms that are kind of uh, slowly kind of sliding down. The, I, I say slowly, but they're not actually moving that slowly that are sliding down into the abyss. That's probably the way to get across. So they slide down like going to meet in the middle, kind of close, like 10 feet from each other, looks like. I'm going to say the way that I built the map, it's a 20 foot gap. One of my feet says I can jump twice my walking distance, which is 30 feet. So I can jump 60 feet if that helps us at all. With a running start, right? I, yeah, you're probably right. Well, I definitely can't jump that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can float. I've got my floating metal boots. They're like the opposite of yours. <laughs> That's so neat. You're very stoic, you know. Pine will look at this uh, youth and say, Don't worry, I'm sure later on in your adventure you'll find some boots that allow you to hover as well. That'd be great. That, that's what you say when people say stuff to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's been a journey. <laughs> so we need to get across. Well, allow me to in introduce myself, good pixie. My name is Pine. Uh, these are my traveling companions. I'll let them introduce themselves as well. Nice to meet you, little lady. Uh, my name's Nari. Good to meet you. There's so many words. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Joff. And my name is Ebby. He's a robot. A what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, so Ebby, you got those new feet that allow you to float. How does that work? You know, I don't understand any of it, so I can't really say. But it's kind of cool feeling, you know. I put these on, my feet kind of glow this weird yellowish hue, and I just kind of float there for a while. Can you, like, move yourself around, or do you just kind of not be on the ground? Uh, mostly just not be on the ground, but I bet you <laughs> if I got a running start, I might be able to have some momentum. Or you could push me. <laughs> oh, Dari, how good are you at, how good are you at shuffleboard or curling? I think I could definitely uh, get him launched. Well, I was thinking more like flying a kite. Could we fly an Ebby kite? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a ceiling on this in this room as well. So if you like went up to the ceiling, you could like pull yourself along the, the ceiling? Possibly. Or, walk, or, or pull yourself along the wall or something, yeah. Levitate's not as great as fly, but there are certain ways to get where you need to go. So you, boy, um... Do you, like, how were you, you were going to put on iron boots and walk in the water? Like, how were you planning to get across? I'll take this one. Uh, I don't think he really has a plan right now. Uh, I think we're, um, we're we're doing a little bit of raging. Like I said, we've been here for a bit. Uh, his name's Link, by the way. Uh, my name's Navi. It's 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 good to meet you all. I'm glad to have you all here. It's good to just have someone to talk to. <laughs> well, as they say in men and in, in Menorees, enchanté. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, all right. So as you guys are watching these platforms roll, here's what we're going to say. About every six seconds, every round, the platforms move 15 feet. The way that the map is set up right now, every round, these platforms will be right where they're at again, except for it'll be the one previous, if that makes any sense. So if you start here on this right platform, 
the next round, if you don't move, you will be on the platform right next to the abyss. And then the next round, if you don't move, you will be in the abyss. Is there a good half second perfect timing where you can have like a 10 foot gap between the? If you have if you well, if you have a 10 foot gap between, you're going to land on the one that is also falling and then you're still going to fall. Let's see. How, how far is the room across about? Let me check. You get your sextant out and are just measuring. Tony, <laughs> <laughs> watch your language as a child present. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Link's been an adult for like, what, like five hours at this point? <laughs> there might be a way where I could take a rope and I could float myself across this gap and then we could cross using that. I think that's a good idea, but we'll have to tie a couple together. It's actually, from here, it's about 50 feet just to the edge, the opposite edge of that abyss. Yes, indeed. And again, we didn't buy that rope of climbing from Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> Just another reminder. Um, yeah, Ebby will pull out his hempen rope and start looking around at other people to see if they also have rope. Uh, yeah, Nari has some rope, too. She can, she can bust out, tie it all together. Link will pull some out of his pack that doesn't actually exist. It just kind of comes out of his tunic somehow, along with all of his boots. Miraculous. That's amazing. How many things do you have in there? Are those bombs? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Are those cat-shaped bombs that run across the walls and ceilings? <laughs> Pulls his tunic a little closed. <laughs> Is that from Ocarina of Time? The bomb chews? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about the bomb chews. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Those items that I collected and never, ever used because I could never get them to work right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no. Is this a hookshot room? Well, that this looks like a good room for a hookshot if, if there was one. I, I do have a question, though. So for my hookshot, I've kind of reflavored some spells. If I run out in this dungeon, is it, is it kind of like we're out, we're done? We're going to get the scene that says you can no longer finish this quest. You killed the NPC. No, the, the game will go on. I'll just let you sit and watch. <laughs> With or without you, the game will go on. I want to look for any type of uh, hooks or anything else like that. I might be able, someone might be able to latch onto if they had some kind of hookshot device. As you're looking across the room, you can see that on the front of the uh, platforms that are sliding down into the abyss, there is a little circle that you know your hookshot will hook onto perfectly. And there's also um, right on the edge of the far of the far solid platform, the one that's not moving, um, the one that you're trying to get to, there is also a circle that you can hookshot onto. Okay. Link is going to start tying all the ropes together. Uh, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, um, this is our plan. All right, I'll help him. Wait, how do you know the plan? He didn't say anything. <laughs> well, uh, we got a good bond. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess that's what comes from watching somebody sleep for seven years. Ebby, Joff, maybe one day you'll have that kind of connection. <laughs> 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 it's like a Sandra Bullock movie, isn't that right? While you were sleeping or something like that? Yes, yes, it is a Sandra Bullock movie. I'll watch over you while you sleep, Joff. <laughs> that's... Both comforting and terrifying. I already do. I, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Link actually, I think, is going to tie the rope around his waist and kind of just point to the other side. And then Navi's going to kind of float around uh, kind of anxiously. Uh, oh, I, I think he wants to bring the rope to the other side. 
Fantastic. I'll hold one end here, and then you could take it to the other side, and then they can all cross, and then I'll use my magic shoes here and float my way across. Awesome. Perfect. Uh, uh, go and start trying to like pushing Link forward, um, but Link is kind of standing there stoically, uh, breathing things in. So uh, Link is going to want to try to step on the next platform that pops up. Okay, sure thing. Not a problem. So it's, uh, it's about a five-foot jump, and you can make it down there, no problem. Uh, and then I want to ride that platform until the very edge, and then hookshot into, I guess, the next platform, because uh, my hookshot is about 30 feet. So could I get this platform as it's falling down and hookshot to it? Yes, you can. So as soon as it starts to fall, Link is going to try to hookshot to the one that's falling here. Okay, now, which, which version of the hookshot are you using? Are you using the uh, bonus action or the action? Uh, I am using the bonus action, the second level. Oh, yeah, perfect. Not a problem. Then you're there. As the platform that I'm standing on is falling over the edge, I want to try to hookshot to the other side. And as a reminder, my hookshot is really just a misty step, but it's just a little reflavored. So I want to hit the second one on the far side. So it's like, so you, you clear the gap and you are actually let now like one platform up. Gives you a little space to breathe. And then Link is going to try to make the leap to the final platform. Okay. Uh, yeah, you've got movement. Uh, so it's a five foot jump, um, but it's kind of up. So here's what we're going to have you do. Um, I'm going to have you make an athletics check difficulty 12. Oh my gosh, I did it. <laughs> nice! <laughs> With a 12. <laughs> so falling back a little bit, and then Navi comes up behind and gives him a little bit of push with not a lot of strength, and he does make it to the, the edge of the room, the, the far edge. He wants to tie off the rope on anything that he can on the other side. All right. Yeah, we'll say there's like a, a hookshot place that you can actually, you can actually uh, tie the rope on to the, the, uh, the circle tile thing that you can hookshot onto. That should not be a problem. Ebby, seeing how helpful uh, Navi was um, in helping him get up the ledge, he turns to the ion stone that's hovering around his head and glares at it. Why can't you be that cool? Ebby, <laughs> <laughs> are you rethinking your 3,000 gold piece purchase? <sighs> Maybe I am. <laughs> All right, so we have Link clear across the room on the far platform. Um, I need to know uh, kind of what's happening with the other end of the rope. Uh, Ebby's been holding on to that other end of the rope. And if there is anything he can tie it to, he definitely would want to do that. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's actually, you know, what? as you're looking around, you see that this this room, if you were to split it right down the middle, it's actually a mirror image exactly. So the platforms that are that are falling down on kind of your side of the room also have that same circle um, stone thing that you can hook to. And so you can actually tie off uh, to the front platform, the uh, the front of the platform, this solid platform you're standing on on the far side. Perfect. We'll go ahead and do that then. All right. As you are tying off the rope, suddenly Link hears the music get a little bit more intense. And some weird spider thing drops down, landing right next to Link. Oh no, it's a sculptula. <laughs> it is, a, is that what those things are? <laughs> they are, yeah. I remember they're like little like spider things in here, but I don't know what they're called. Well, there's the gold ones and then the other ones. And I know that they're not actually technically in this room, so don't like at me or whatever. But <laughs> they are in this room here and it is quite large. 
don't at Paul at the social media he doesn't use. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. All right. Let's go ahead and um, we are going to now roll initiative. Ryan rolled a 16. Joff got a 22. Nari rolled a 14. Ebby got a 21. Link rolled a 14. At the top of the round, we've got Joff with a 22. Joff, there is a rope stretched tight across this room. You know that if you were to climb on this rope, you would have to go quarter speed to get across. I think that's how climbing works, right? What if I walked on the rope like a tightrope walker? Damn. (laughs) That would be an acrobatics check. And um, we're going to, gosh, that's a difficult thing. You're not trained in it. Not if you're in an Assassin's Creed game. That's basically (laughs) a solid platform. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. A difficulty for basically a slack line, um, because this is not like an actually like a necessarily a super taut rope. Gosh, that's going to be like an acrobatics of like a 20 at least. So we'll say acrobatics 20. Okay. Well, (laughs) (laughs) oh, he's going for it. I'll give you advantage if you want to move very carefully. No, no, I'm going to go full speed. We'll see on the first one. If I fail, then I'll then uh, we'll see what happens. Oh, no. Well, that was a nine. I rolled a two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. You start walking out. And uh, so here's the deal. One, two, three, four, five. Um, So there is a a 40 percent chance that you fall onto a platform and there is a 60 percent chance that you're going to fall into the water that is sliding down these inclines towards the abyss. So I need you to roll a D10 and a one through four. You're in the you're on a platform and a five through ten. You are in the water. I rolled a six. Okay. Now, if I rolled better, guys, that would have been really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been really lit. Joff goes running across the uh, line. He slips off of it and is now about 15 feet from the abyss, which every fifth, every round, everything shifts 15 feet towards the abyss, which means that Joff will be into the abyss when his turn starts next round. Oh, no. This water slide is hella slow. (laughs) 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 So that might be to our advantage right now. Uh, Okay, Uh, Joff, is there anything else you can do? That was just your move. So uh, you got an action and a bonus action. Can I do, can I bonus action uh, swim? Like, so move, move. Yes, you can. Um, I This is going to be difficult terrain because you're swimming. I, I, I guess it depends on which way you want to go. Uh, if you're trying to swim back uphill, um, it is going to be difficult to get uphill because you are on an incline. Uh, yeah, so I want to go. I want to move at least five feet back uphill so that I'm not over the edge next turn. OK, OK, yeah, yeah, not a problem. You can get to about 20 feet from the edge. So that means if you can't get out of the water next turn, you will be right on the edge, but you will not go over. OK, cool. My pride is gone. I'm just trying not to swallow too much water. <laughs> The water smells terrible. All right. Well, that was a great round. Okay, Joff, that was your turn. Ebby, what are you going to do? Joff, no! Um, Ebby is going to start moving very quickly to the edge of the platform he's standing on and use his action to activate his boots of levitation. Okay. And with the momentum, hopefully, he's going to just start floating over Joff's head and like reaching his hand down 
in hopes that Joff can grab on. And I'm just going to try and track my motion to be directly over Joff if I can. Okay, wait, so how are you going to get out over him? Sorry, I, I, maybe I missed that part. How are you going to push yourself out over him? I'm, I'm like kind of running to the edge there, and then I'm going to try to use my action to activate those boots. Like as you're jumping over him or something? Yeah, as I'm, as I'm kind of stepping off the edge of the platform. Okay, okay, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Because once you're levitating, you can't go, you can't move. You can only go up and down, as I, as I recall. Yep, that's right. So, all right, yeah, that's not a problem. You are, you're, you're five feet from him. He's a little bit lower than you. So you're going to try to reach out for him to grab him. Let's do a, um, I want to make an attack against Joff. <laughs> Aggressively <laughs> hugging Joff. You usually, usually grapple is opposed, but, you, but Joff doesn't want to oppose it. So you probably would need to do like an attack roll or like a dexterity saving throw or something. Let's have you make a melee attack roll, but we'll say that the AC to do this is simply a 10. All right, big money, no whammy. Oh, net 20 for a 24. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you critically hug Joff. <laughs> oh. oh, this is the cutest. I just picture you like fishing him up out of the water and he just like, he's like a cat that doesn't want to get in the water. She's like, like clung to you and you're just like, you're just taking it in. <laughs> I'll save you, Joff. I didn't expect this to feel so good. It's like the cover of a romance novel, but Joff is the woman dripping wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, fantastic. Okay, so Joff is, at the moment, he is saved by Abby. That's so sweet. All right. Abby, I believe that's your turn, unless you want to do a bonus action of some kind. No, I mean, that. That's that'll probably be it. Yeah. That's probably Abby's favorite move he's ever done of all time at this point. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Pine, you are up. Okay. Well, um, Pine's not known for his strength, so climbing along the rope is going to be pretty tough. He'll say, Nari, do you think you can give Abby a push hard enough to get him over that chasm? I, th I think I can do that. Okay. I'm, I'm taking the rope, and then I will uh, start... Climbing across the rope the way that Joff probably should have. <laughs> so you said how it was difficult terrain, or it was like four times. Well, it's it's four times. So like so every every uh, every twenty feet you can only move uh, five feet for every twenty feet of movement that you actually use. Oh, dude, that spider's gonna be so dead by the time we get there. <laughs> or Link will be. Okay, so I'll move up five, and then I'll do a dash action. So basically, I'm there on the rope. I'm like I'm like ten feet away from the platform now. Wait, won't the platforms move faster then? So should you maybe sit on the platform and then wait until it's at the edge and then jump up on the rope? Oh no, heavens no! <laughs> I'm not good. That sounds that sounds super scary. <laughs> I mean, maybe Nari can do that with her athletics, but but Pine doesn't. No. Well, but if you were holding on to the uh, rope, like you could go faster on the platform while you're hanging out there and then just climb across over the chasm. That's true. Can I? Oh, but then, oh, no, I honestly, I, I that's, that's, that's so sketchy. You want a cliffhanger it, right? You want to, you want to, you want to be Sylvester Stallone on the cover of cliffhanger. Yeah. So if I dash, if I dash my, basically I have 35 feet and 35 feet. So that would put me at 70 feet. So technically I could move a total of 15 feet with my dash. Is that cool, Paul? That's fine. That's perfect. Okay. So I moved out 15 feet on this rope. 
I'm like, Nari, if that's what you want to do, go ahead. But there's no way. I mean, I even have a cane I could maybe hang from, but then what? I'd just be dangling over this abyss on my cane. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my turn, Pop. All right, perfect. All right, Link. It is, or Navi the fairy. It is Link's turn. All right, Link is going to uh, pull out a sword with a uh, wonderful set of triangles on it and take two swipes at the spider. Okay. That's a 17 for the first one. That's a hit. And then for the second one is a 13. So you hit once. And that's seven piercing damage. Seven piercing damage. Okay. Anything else that Link wants to do? Bonus actions, anything else? That, that's going to be it. Awesome. Nari, you are up. Okay, so did you want me to try to throw Ebby? Fine, is that what you want me to do? or? Just like scoot him along, I guess. Big shove, see if you can get him across. Okay, so no. Curling or shuffleboard or something like that. Don't feel like you have to rush, though. You know, take your time as needed. <laughs> <laughs> so Nari will come up to Ebby and Joff and she will try to... Well, especially Joff, she'll try to pull him onto the platform and get him up first. Are you guys? Are you pushing them? Are you pushing them out over the abyss? Or are you bringing them towards you? Well, is he? he, he so does uh, Ebby actually have Joff, or is he dangling? So when you look over, you see that Ebby is holding Joff with like the, his left hand is like on the back of Joff's head, and his right hand is down, cupping a cheek. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this. <laughs> But tastefully, very tastefully, though. <laughs> Joff has one leg up around around uh, Abby's waist, yeah, with the slit of his dress showing a lot of thigh. Exactly. <laughs> you guys are still back at the very first moving platform. That's fantastic. So, um, yeah. So, what do you want to do? Do you want to push him out uh, over the abyss, or do you want to pull him back in? Yeah. No, I will. I will give them a good old shove as hard as I can. Why don't you make an athletics check? And what we'll say is. Um, uh, whatever you score, um, every how many feet he actually gets shoved. Okay, I got sixteen feet. Oh, your athletics score was fifteen. Your, your athletics score was six was sixteen. Sixteen, yeah. Fantastic, Joff. You are being held by Ebby, um, and you are now literally on the edge of the abyss, but you're out of the water. Um, and um, now Ebby and Joff, you are floating there um, with not necessarily anything to grab onto. Um, to continue your movement because these platforms are kind of sliding down and away from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like slowly also spinning in air too, right? A little bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the most romantic thing I have ever seen in this podcast. Uh, okay. So you, so that was like, that was 10 feet of movement and that was an action. Um, and then uh, Nari, did you want to do anything else with your, uh, with your turn? Yeah, I think Nari is going to kind of try to do her plan where she'll just jump onto this first platform, but like kind of be holding onto the rope with one ha one hand and then we'll just ride it to the edge and, and then hold onto the rope at that point. Perfect. Okay. And that brings us now to the uh, this spider thing that dropped down from the ceiling, which he, he rolled a 13 um, uh, initiative, which normally for this game is pretty good. Um, but it is the last in the initiative to go right now. So this spider is going to leap upon Link and try to knock him back. So here, uh, Paul, it's a Sculptula. Uh, this Sculptula is going to leap upon Link and try to knock him back. 
does a... Oh, a 20. Does a 20 hit you, Link? A 20 does hit me. Okay, so you are going to take some damage, some pretty basic damage, um, but you also need to make... Yeah, only, um, only eight damage, but you also need to make a dexterity saving throw, difficulty 14, or be pushed back 10 feet. That's uh, a nine. Uh-oh. <laughs> Link goes back 10 feet, which then ends up pushing him right off the edge as the Sculptula jumps on him. And Link is now in the water on the far side of the room. And it is now the top of the next round, which means all the platforms and anybody in the water is going to shift 15 feet towards the abyss. So that means Nari, your platform moves down and is now right on the edge of the abyss. And Link, you slide 15 feet towards the abyss. There is now 10 feet of platform or of, uh, of slide left before you get to the abyss. And we are back up to the top of the initiative with Joff. Joff, you are being held by Ebby. As I'm slowly spinning in the air, I'm going to pull out one of my chakrams and throw it at the creature from here. All right. Uh, I've got a 12 to hit. That misses. You know, the, sp- the spin is really throwing me <laughs> off. I am going to I'm going to do my bonus action and throw the second one for a 26 to hit. That will hit. Yes. For seven damage. Seven damage. All right, this Sculptula takes a hit from the Chakram and appears to be doing pretty well. A little uh, a peek behind the screen here. Um, this Sculptula has the same stats as the giant spider you guys fought when you guys were level three. It is messing us up. <laughs> yes, Straight wrecking us right now. <laughs> well, I wasn't floating in the air drenched in water when we when that happened, so. We were drenched in water, though. Wasn't it, like, super wet down there? Yeah. I, I dropped like two times in that fight. Well, there were also a bunch of, of the giant wolf spiders down there too. So. I believe Nari was the only one who was wet in that fight. I think she fell in the water <laughs> and Ebby, I mean, I think Ebby <laughs> described his his jump as C-3PO doing a front flip. <laughs> but you gotta remember, Joss <laughs> did get wet because he kept getting knocked down in the puddle of water in that room. Okay, anyway, that's fun to relive the, uh, to relive the past. Maybe we can talk about that next week when we do our recap of disc one. But for now, it is Ebby's turn. I mean, about how far away do you think Joff and I are from where the rope is? Uh, the rope is literally like, it's just like, a, uh, it's five feet away from you. Okay, but not not necessarily within reach, per se. You can't move towards it, so you would not be able to reach it. I mean, uh, maybe you could do some weird thing where, like, you stay still and, like, Joff, like, reaches out for it, but, like, like you're holding him kind of some weird, like, you know, the, the strongman muscle show at, like, the circus or whatever, where there's one guy who's really buff and the other guy is, like, doing some weird thing off the side of him. Does that make any sense what I'm talking about? Oh, come on. I, I, I honestly, the first thing that came to my mind was definitely a sexual position. <laughs> 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 to try to reach that rope. <laughs> yes, you guys can do a sexual position to try to reach that rope, I guess. <laughs> well, what do you say, my lord? Should we do this? <laughs> well, I don't know that we have a choice. <laughs> Wait, there's always a choice. And Ebby is going to, while floating there in the air, uh, he's going to go ahead and cast a level three conjure animals. 
and I'm going to call summon two golden eagles. Wow. Okay. Oh, that would have been really convenient. What are you talking about? When would that have been convenient? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Somehow I get the idea that you planned this whole thing. What? Me? Plan this magical moment? Surely you jest. <laughs> but yeah, the... Wait, are these giant eagles? Yeah, they're giant eagles. <laughs> but yes, that that's the plan. Uh, I think I need to roll their initiative. Is that what I need to do? I believe that they're strong enough to carry us all across. <laughs> I, I would hope that the two giant golden eagles could carry us across a 20-foot gap. <laughs> Link is just floating in the water, incredibly upset. <laughs> the thing is, I knew you guys could do this really, really easily. I just didn't know how you guys were going to actually try it. <laughs> so... <laughs> So yeah, so we'll summon these two giant eagles, and then I'm going to roll their initiative. A 17 for initiative. Okay, awesome. Then they're going to get to go here relatively soon. Um, Cool. And I think that's probably all I can do from where I am, except, you know, reassure Joff and just let him know, hey, hey, it's going to be okay, bud. I, I appreciate that. Well, and you know what? The, with your roll, it's actually the giant eagle's turn next. What we're going to have them do, the one that's um, that got summoned just north of, of us, I want that one to fly in and swoop in to save Link. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then the other one will handle that one in a second. It can, no, it can literally move that far, no problem. And it can swoop up as its action and grab Link. And then I think it still has plenty of movement left. Let's have it um, fly down to the bottom part of the platform just south of where the spider is now standing and kind of drop Link right there. <laughs> okay, perfect. If Pokemon taught me anything, flying should be able to get this bug out of here pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, these birds, oh, they're probably too big to fit through the door. <laughs> They are too big to fit through the door. These birds are too big to fit through the door. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, second gold, the second giant eagle. What are you going to do with the second giant eagle? That one I want to have come and gently scoop Joff and I into its loving embrace and also fly us across the gap. <laughs> okay. That is not a problem. In fact, uh, you guys can also end up on the platform. And here's what I'll do. I'll take this golden eagle, this giant eagle, and he's going to be off the platform a little bit. So now we have on the far platform, we have got a Sculptula, and then we have uh, Joff and Ebby, and then we have Link, um, and that kind of fills up almost the entire platform. And we have two giant eagles kind of floating around, um, waiting to do some kind of attack or something. Great move, Ebby. That was fantastic. And now we still have a 70-year-old man trying to cliffhanger climb across this rope. <laughs> All right. Okay, Pine, it's your turn. Okay, well, Pine is going to move his initial five feet. And then since since Nari's holding onto the rope like in front of him, he's going to hold his action to do a dash once Nari has moved past. Got it. Okay, perfect. Okay, Nari, it's your turn. Okay, so I will try to reach up and grab that rope with both hands and shimmy myself across the gap. 
what is your speed? You're 30 feet or are you 35? Uh, 30. 30 feet. With a move and a dash action, that's 60 feet divided by four. You can move 15 feet, so you are going to make it um, a little over halfway across the abyss. And uh, Pine, you now can take your uh, ready to action to dash as well. And now you are barely hanging over the abyss. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, one of these eagles better come help us out here. <laughs> well, I don't know, Nari. I think we got it covered. Yeah, we're doing great. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Link, it's Link's turn. Can Link, Link uh, sneak through his two allies here and get some attacks in? Yeah, I will say that's not a problem. Awesome. So he's going to sneak in there and get two swipes in with the, with the Master Sword. The first one is a 28. Oh, that's definitely a hit. And the second one is an 11. That's a miss. Okay, and he's going to do what I'm going to call a power attack and spend a spell slot to uh, do a smite. Does he spin in a circle? Yeah. Hi. Yeah! <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Everybody just needs to know that is not a soundboard or anything. That is literally Brian. That is our guest player uh, this week. <laughs> that is the sound of dedication is what that is. <laughs> like my voice heard on Wednesday practicing it. <laughs> So its total is 18 damage. 18 damage, which brings its total of damage to enough to kill this Skulltula. Cue victory music. Good job, team. Good job, guys. They say dangling over the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> We have got Joff and Link and Ebby are on the far side on the stable platform. While platforms, these smaller platforms, continue to slide down into this abyss, we have Nari and Pine that are kind of crawling across this rope. And we have two giant eagles that are just kind of flying overhead, waiting for Nari and Pine to get across. We are going to speed this up a little bit. And Nari and Pine manage to climb all the way across and make it to the far platform. Wait, we managed to climb? They didn't send the eagles over? No, the eagles are just there <laughs> flying the whole time. There, there's a there's a dead spider for them to be picking at. So as, as, as Pine is coming across, I think the rest of the team could take a short rest if they want. Did, did it take that long? <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Wait, so is this the, are these the kind of traps and rooms that you've been going through, young Link? And, and Navi, of course. Yeah, this has kind of just been our thing for the uh, last few days, pretty much. We usually make it to about the third or fourth room, and uh, then we have to start over. That sounds oh. awful. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely feel sorry for you. What, why are you here? What are you even looking for? Uh, we're, we're looking for a, uh, a special medallion. It's supposed to help with... I mean, I don't want to get into the full backstory, but basically the whole place is haunted, etc. Dark spirits and whatnot. There's probably some evil at the bottom of this thing, but we're looking for a special medallion to help free a friend who can help us with our with our quest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think from memory. <laughs> you're pretty spot on. You are pretty spot on. Sounds like you're getting sent all over the place. You know, you think they would send someone a little more talkative, but uh, this is who they believe in. <laughs> 
Honestly, what's a spider going to say? Like, he has to talk to them. Although, I understand for you, Navi, it must be pretty hard carrying on one-sided conversations all the time. It's my party. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for saying that. It's just... It means a lot. Do you get to chat to any of the other fairies? Like, sometimes if he smashes a a pot and a fairy pops out? He bottles them immediately. (laughs) (laughs) No, he just eats those. (laughs) He usually just consumes them. That's how we uh, make it to the multiple rooms, actually. <laughs> Wait, so why doesn't he consume you? Joff, not now. I'm helpful. <laughs> Holy, read the room, man. <laughs> Link starts licking his lips. <laughs> well, on this platform, um, on the western wall, there is a door. Uh, it looks like that's really the only other place to go. Uh, it looks like it's too small for your giant eagles to get through. Oh, well. My my good friends, Johan and Stamos, <laughs> you'll have to just stay here in this room. Yeah, Johan and Stamos, they stay in this room and it is, uh, they, they, they don't seem to really care. All right, <laughs> Johan and Stamos. They got a spider to eat. Yeah, they're snacking down on a sculptula. <laughs> Fun fact, um, I believe that giant eagles are smarter than me. Guys. <laughs> They have an intelligence of eight. Oh, never mind. Okay, I have an intelligence of ten. So we'd probably get along fine. They're as smart as Link. (laughs) But they have a wisdom of 14, so that's pretty cool. Wow, they're very similar to Link. They're more wise than I am. (laughs) Well, okay, so here's what's going to happen. As you guys go through this door, um, because the way that I (laughs) built the maps, because I'm an idiot, you go through that door and you end up on the south side of a different room. As you enter this room, you can see that it is a room that is full of like ankle deep water. There's this kind of mist or fog that starts to rise up and kind of obscure the far walls. Um, as, you, as you look um, kind of northward, you can see um, there's kind of a far wall. It looks like there's a door on the far wall. And in the middle of this um, of this room with this like ankle deep water, there is kind of this grassy hill that kind of comes up out of the water, and there is a tree in the middle of that hill. Hey, look, everybody, it's One Tree Hill. Oh, it's so bad. That was really, that was really terrible. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Did the music change when we entered this room? This just looks like a tree room. Come on. No bosses in here. <laughs> Nari will take a couple steps forward. Now, with all this water around, I want you to know, my lord, that I'll protect you. I'm fairly confident I won't drown in this. <laughs> well, I mean, just in case, you better stay close. I'm just saying. <laughs> Pine, will, Pine will also step toward that tree with Nari. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. There's a there's a tree. It's it kind of looks um dead. There's like no real um, leaves and stuff on it. Um, but the grass, it's a like a little grassy hill, um, surrounded by this ankle deep water. Hey, Abby, how do you suppose this tree and grass actually survive down here? There's not really much sunlight. Well, actually, as you as you entered the room, it actually it's it's kind of with all the fog, it is kind of bright in here, almost like sunlight. But you can still tell that you're in an enclosed space. It's kind of a weird, trippy feeling. Well, and some plants will be able to find sustenance through other means, like through heat or blood. Oh, blood. 
Okay, as you guys kind of move up towards this hill, you can see, yeah, there's just this one tree hill. And then on the far side, there is a door. Well, let's go to the door, I guess. Right. I mean, interesting location. Yes, but let's uh, let's move on. It looks like Ebby goes all the way to the far side of the room. Is anybody else following him? Uh, Nari wants to stop by the tree and just kind of do a little inspection and see if uh, she can get a heads up of what might be in this room. Okay, sure thing. Or what might be sustaining the tree. Joff will assist her with that. Um, why don't, uh, Nari, why don't you make an investigation check or perception? I'll let you take whichever, whichever one you want, what you want to do. And then, um, Ebby and, uh, Pine and Link kind of go across the room to check out this door. Ebby gets there first. Ebby, the door is locked and it's not like locked with a key. It's locked like a, like the door is just shut and will not budge. The way is shut. The dead keep it. (laughs) Drums in the deep. (laughs) Link looks around for any type of grappling hook stuff, anything that usually fits into these puzzle rooms that always give him so much trouble. Uh, yeah, um, you don't notice anything. Okay, so Nari, what did you uh, get? Nari uh, rolled a 22 with Joff's help um, looking at that tree. Nari, as you are looking at this tree, you and Joff both, um, you can see kind of past the tree. You see Pine staring off towards the door where Ebby is checking it. Um, You see Link is standing kind of a little bit off to the east in the water, kind of looking around the room for spots to grapple onto or different little hidden secret areas or something. And Nari, as you look at this tree, you see that with all this light in the room, suddenly there's a little bit of shadow on the grassy hill. Oh yeah. And as you watch, you see five shadows stand up out of the grass. And Nari, you notice one of them, its shape looks a lot like you. Damn, that's a it's a good looking shadow there. Hello sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina, do you remember earlier today when I was looking at my phone on the couch and then I gasped and I was like, oh, I think I know what might come up. This is what I was talking about. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Brian's been gasping for like days. (laughs) I completely forgot about this part of this game. We are going to roll initiative. Link rolled a 10. Pine rolled a 21. Joff got a 13. Nari got a 6. Ebby got a 21 as well. Wow, that, that sleeveless sweater vest looks incredible. In in, in pure silhouette form, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well let's go up to the top of the initiative. The first person to move is Shadow Pine. That sounds so metal. Shadow Pine. You see this figure that has a cane in one hand and a sword in the other come rushing with cat-like speed and grace straight towards Pine. And he's going to take two attacks at Pine. All right, let's see. What does Pine add to his attacks? Let me pull that up because I had this all prepared. A plus seven. A plus seven. Okay, that would be, oh my gosh, that's an 18. And a 24. They both hit. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Be careful. This one's the most dangerous. I'm pretty sure. 
far more powerful than the other ones. <laughs> so, that, so for starters, uh, that is going to be, um, oh my gosh, plus six to each one of these? Yep. Oh my gosh, that is a 21 damage. And you hear this deep voice say, Unleashed with precision, Swordmaster's fury. We're doomed! And two more little jabs, 11 more damage to you. And then suddenly, um, Shadow Pine reaches behind his back, grasps, grasps at nothing, and throws something as if he makes a motion as if he's throwing something and says, Field Marshal, sir, I ask your aid. And Kenig's Estoc jumps up off of your back, Pine, and is going to make an attack on Link. Link! No! That's 18 <laughs> plus whatever. Yeah, that'll hit. So how much damage does it do? 2d8? It is, one d it is uh, 1d8. Only 1d8. 1d8 plus 4. Uh, that's 10 damage to Link. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, man. All right. Hey, good job, Shadow Pine. That was a great round. Okay, non-Shadow Pine, it is your turn. Pine is going to start looking for some soap to stick his shadow back on. <laughs> oh gosh, that's so bad. Or a friendly little British girl to sew it back on for him. Oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> terrible. Uh, okay, um, well Pine is just going to uh, come right back at this guy with a couple of uh, strikes with his sword. So okay. the first one is a 21 to hit, which will hit. That's nine slashing damage. Okay. Plus... Unleash with precision, Swordmaster's Fury. And I'll do another 2d8. It's another 12 damage. So that first one is 21 damage. Nice. And then the second attack will be a 26 to hit. Almost a crit, but not quite. And that's 10 slashing damage. Okay. And I'll, I'll unleash with precision again. Okay. Another 2d8. That's another 9, so 19 more damage. Okay, so you just dealt 40 damage in one round. Yes, and then for my bonus action, um, I probably can't fight for Kenig Zestok's control. I don't know, it'd be fun, but... Um, actually, you sense that you can still control Kenig Zestok. Oh. But you and Shadow Pine will be using the same Zestok for your bonus actions. Oh, well, then I'll a bonus action, and then the Kenig Zestok is going to move over and attack Shadow Pine. Okay. Here we go. It's a 24 to hit. Oh, man, I'm rolling so well. For 11 damage. 24 to hit, 11 damage. Oh my god. Wow, this is great. So you dealt 51 damage <laughs> to Shadow Pine. How much damage did he do to you? Uh, he did 10 damage to Link, and he did uh, 32 damage to me. Ouch. Okay, well, good round, Pine. And now it is regular Ebby's turn. Regular Ebby is way up north by the far door, but Ebby, as you look back towards that grassy hill, you can see these shadow shapes, and you recognize that the one on the far, um, on the far western side of the grassy hill, looks a lot like you. Regular Ebby has been eating his bran. <laughs> I'm very regular. <laughs> that took me a second. <laughs> That's so terrible. Goodness, I mean that that pine is close to dead, but you took a ton of damage just then. So do I heal or do I try to finish it off? You know what? Let's try to first he'll do his bonus action to bring out the robot unicorn. The robot unicorn or the oh, sexy sorry, unicorn? The sexy unicorn. I am the robot unicorn. <laughs> 
And where do you want that robot unicorn to be? Let's put that um, just north of regular link. Yep, just on the north edge of that hill. So yeah, just just barely north of of bad link, um, just kind of hanging out there. So I'll do that as my bonus action. Now with my action, I am going to summon a, I'm going to cast a level four Dardriel's eye, basically right at Dark Pine. So it's a DC 16 dex save. I hope your dex is not good, but it probably is actually pretty good. And let's let's have it be just a little bit south so that way we don't also hit pine as well. Perfect. But it's a DC 16 deck save and it is a we are going to cast this at level four. So, Paul, he gets to add eight to that. (laughs) So he rolled a 10. That's 18. So uh, why don't you tell me how much damage and we'll have it. So it would be 19 damage. Okay, so that's a total of nine damage, which means this Shadow Pine has now taken 60 damage. And that is Ebby's turn. All right, now that brings us to regular Link. Link, you just got walloped by this floating sword um, that was being controlled by this shadowy figure of this old man that you just recently met. Actually, that's Dark Link. It's Dark Link. He's a little faster than me. Oh, that is Dark Link. <gasps> That's Dark Link. Ooh, okay. Dark Link is going to go. Dark Link is going to, well, shoot, rush towards regular Link. Dark Link is going to make two attacks at you. The first attack is, well, here, let's see. Let's see if he hits first off. Both of those are going to hit. If, if it's mine, it's both of them are going to hit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's your stats. It's okay. So two hits. The first hit is just a, uh, yeah. And the second was, yeah, I don't know how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, there you go. All right, so the first one deals five plus six. Yeah, so eleven damage, and then the second one is going to deal um, six plus six. That's twelve damage plus an extra two d eight, which is another eight damage. Dark Link just walloped regular Link, and then Dark Link is going to. Pull out a hook shot and as a bonus action is going to pull itself back over to the tree and out of reach of you. Kind of brutal. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, now it is Shadow Nari's turn. Shadow Nari pulls out an axe that looks just like the Adjudicator's axe and rushes down towards regular Nari, making two attacks with this great axe. Um, Let's see. The first one is going to be 16. Oh, that hits. And the other one's 18. So that's two hits with this great axe. We have, oh, we get to reroll a two for damage. So that's going to be eight plus five. That's 13. And then the second uh, swing is going to be 11 plus five, which is 16. So a total of 29 damage. Okay, I am going to reduce that damage by a little bit here. So I will reduce that by six. So uh, 15. Okay. And now that brings us to Shadow Joff. Oh, man. Uh, So Joff, you can see Shadow Joff staring you down. Shadow Joff kind of looks around to see if maybe there's somebody who might come and help him out. But there's not. So instead, he just comes rushing you. And he's going to (laughs) make two regular attacks. No chance for sneak attack. So the first attack with uh, this wicked looking dark uh, uh, scimitar, that's an 18 plus whatever. So that's definitely going to hit you. 
and that yeah that hits that, that's that's only a rolled a one for damage so that's a one one plus four so it's only five damage i'll take it and then with the chakram uh whips that thing out this dark chakram and rolls a five to hit so i don't think that's gonna hit you that's like that's a 13 a so hits you once and now regular joff it is your turn I'm going to wave by to Dark Joff and take the disengage bonus action okay. and run to the side next to Nari and strike out at Dark Nari with my with my scimitar. I rolled a, a 15 to hit Dark Nari. Does that hit? No. Oh, Dark Nari's got some hit points too. Oh my gosh. That's, that's my turn. Okay. <laughs> well, guys, it's been nice knowing you. All right, Link, it is your turn. Uh, you are kind of out in the water. We have You have a dark pine close to you. Um, you can see, you could reach dark Link or dark Joff from where you're at. Dark pine is breathing heavy. Yeah, I think I'm gonna try to take out dark pine. So I'm gonna move he, oh, sorry, right there, and then attack with the Master Sword twice. First one's a 25. Okay, why don't you roll damage for that first? Uh, that is gonna be 10. Okay, and Shadow Pine poof, disappears into wisps of dark smoke. The toughest one among us. We're saved. <laughs> looking, looking real Pine in the face. Uh, Link just kind of gives a uh, uh, kind of awkward face. I, I don't know that there's much more that I really can do, and I'm not super interested in running in there with 11 hit points. So oh, you've only got 11 hit points. Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm doing all right. I'm just going to back up and kind of assess. Okay. And that'll be my turn. All right. Nari, it is your turn. You are standing next to Joff and Shadow Nari is right in front of you. Yeah, I'm a little intimidated by Shadow Nari. She's uh, she's intimidating. So the first thing I'm going to do is cast my Shield of Faith, uh, Lady Barbarelle, and get two extra on my AC, and then I am going to take the Axe of the Adjudicator and hit her for 12 to hit. Does that hit, Sabrina? That does not okay. hit. The, how about 20, though? That, that should will definitely hit. hit. Yeah, yeah. And that did 15 damage. And then I will use my Axe of the Adjudicator and make her do a Wisdom DC 13 saving throw. Okay. She rolled a 12. What's her Wisdom saving throw? Two. Oh, she made it barely. Oh gosh. Okay, I'm gonna use my action surge, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hit at her again. Okay. I hit. I had a one to hit, so for nine. Okay. And then a fourteen. Okay, so those both miss. Yikes. Okay. And that brings us now. Unless there's anything else you want to do, I guess you already used your bonus action, right? Yeah, that's it. Okay. That brings us now to Shadow Ebby. Shadow Ebby starts to glow this sickly green and you hear this voice say, always I want to be with you. Oh no. <laughs> and then this, the only way I can think to describe it is, have you ever seen the video of like the cyber goth kids dancing under the, uh, under the uh, overpass? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, yep. They're on TikTok now oh, too. Yes. Like adults, it's weird. This dark unicorn, dressed kind of like a cyber goth kid, kind of starts doing the uh, you know the uh, rave dancing. Um, the music's a little bit different. Does anybody younger than us, like hipper than us, know the name of uh, of that kind of dancing? 
And then, um, let's see. Um, Shadow Ebby is going to cast um, a level two heal on Shadow Nari. Healing for six plus, what's your heal plus? Is it like a plus a seven or something like that? Plus five, yeah. So that's 11 to Nari plus eight to everybody else on his team. Bastard. <laughs> I guess that means um, Shadow Nari is good. But but Shadow Pine is, is dead dead. Shadow Pine has disappeared, yes. Shadow Pine cannot come back. Which brings us now back up to the top with regular pine. Okay, so regular pine is going to move up next to Shadow Link. And he, but, he, but as he's moving up, he's going to look over at um, Shadow Ebby and say, don't even think about moving. And that is going to be that he's going to cast. That's a paralyzing shout. So it is a DC 15. Oh, it's a wisdom saving throw. DC 15 wisdom or he's paralyzed. Hey, Ebby, what's your wisdom saving throw? Plus nine. Oh, you're kidding me? Rolled a natural one and that's a 10. Yes, he's oh. paralyzed. Straight up spastic paralysis. And does he get to make the save again at the end of the next turn? And Incapacitated, can't move or speak, automatically fails strength dexterity saving throws, attack rolls have advantage, and then any attack that hits the creature is a critical hit if the attack is within five feet of it. Um, the cyber goth kid kind of starts doing some weird dance with like the trailing, like, uh, I don't know, techno tentacle things off of his head and then poof, disappears. Yeah, that's right. Wait, he disappeared? The Lord Moshe's companion, even though it's not a spell, if you get incapacitated, it it leaves. Oh, OK. Sorry. I, I was th- OK. I was thinking I was thinking Shadow Ebby. No, Shadow Ebby's but he's paralyzed now. He does get to make a wisdom saving throw at the end of each of its turns. Oh my gosh. But anybody okay. attacking it will now have advantage and it'll be auto crit if they hit um, with a melee attack. And then for my bonus action, I'm going to move Kenning's S talk. I think it can actually get right up there next to Shadow Ebby if it moves through if it moves through the unicorn and the Dardrill's eye. Sure. It moves 20 feet. And so it'll take an attack against uh, Shadow Ebby. Okay. With advantage. Shadow Ebby, whose AC is 20. <laughs> So it's a 22 to hit. Thank goodness. Automatic critical, did you say? Automatic crit, yes. Automatic crit. Any attack. I was thinking it might be a melee attack. So this is a crit. So let's do, it's going to be um, a roll of five. So it's 10 plus four. That's 14 damage on Shadow Ebby. Nice. Okay, perfect. And that will be my turn, yes. All right. That brings us now to regular Ebby. All right. I'm going to yell at fine and just say yeah beat the hell out of me you got this <laughs> <laughs> let's <laughs> let's move dardriel's eye right in the heart of all these folks okay just so that way we can have it hit all of them and ebby will the shadow ebby will fail his deck save so he'll take full damage on that cool now just so you know where it's at pine will also be within the blast zone if it flares up yes that's fine. Pine has a plus eight to dex save, so that's fine. We're going to let that, I guess, happen. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me roll these. It's 46. Oh, that's the worst 46 roll I've ever even seen. I got, that's I rolled critical a, against Ebby, though, right? It is a critical against Ebby. Um, so it was a two, a one, a one, and a three for seven damage. <laughs> So a total of 14 damage to Ebby. And then um, 
uh, Shadow Nari, Shadow Link, and then regular Pine all have to make dexterity saving throws. Pine rolled a 14. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Shadow uh, Nari rolled a 15 plus whatever she gets, so she saved. Link, Shadow Link rolled a 10. What's what's uh, Link's uh, dexterity saving throw? He gets a plus six. Oh. But he also, actually, he gets an additional plus two on six. Nari and Link both made so it. So they'll take only half damage, only three damage. Man, that's the weakest flare up ever. But if it, it makes if it makes you feel any better, Pine took full damage. <laughs> <laughs> and at least I really burned my shadow self real good. So, well, if this is any consolation, I'm going to. Um, so that was my bonus action to move Dardriel's eye. So now with with my action, I'm going to go ahead and move forward right up to Pine. And then I'm going to go ahead and use a level three cure wounds on Pine. Please be a good roll. 20 healing. Um, and then everybody will get healed for eight. Nice. That was huge. Uh, I don't I, I hate being that guy, but technically Shadow Link will have Shield Master. So since he passed the deck save, you can use his reaction to actually take no damage. Ah, uh, okay. He will. <laughs> he will use his reaction to save himself from that three fire damage. <laughs> hey, but that burn, burn up that reaction. I mean, it could have been worse. So we'll take that. Cool. So and that's it. That's it for me. All right. Shadow Link is going to um, square off against against regular Pine. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Two attacks coming your way, Pine. How about, uh, what do you add to your hit, tier to hit? Seven? Nine. Uh, 15 or 16. Do those hit you? Neither one hits. Are you kidding me? Okay. And then as a bonus action, one last time, Shadow Link is going to... Shadow Link hook shots out of the way further east and now is closer to regular Link and further away from all of the other damage dealers of the party. Okay, and that brings us now to Shadow Nari. Shadow Nari kind of tilts her head, cracks her neck, and comes right back at regular Nari with two attacks. Damn, she's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she, she is cool. So how about um, a 12 or a 26? That 26 will hit. Okay. That is going to be, ooh, 11 plus 5, 16 damage. And then you see her flex her muscles and action surge. Two more swings coming at you, Nari. (laughs) A 13 and an 11. (laughs) It really is Nari. (laughs) 13 and 11, neither of those hit. (laughs) Okay, all right. Well, and that is now Shadow Nari's turn, and that brings us now to Shadow Joff. Shadow Joff is going to... Shadow Joff is going to come up to regular Joff. Joff is threatened by Shadow Nari and Shadow Joff. So, one swipe at you with a scimitar. Eight plus... Plus uh, seven. So, 15. That is a miss. And then the Chakram coming at you. That's a 10. That is also a miss. Well, regular Joff, what do you want to do? Regular Joff is going to wave bye to himself again and run around Nari all the way over to the uh, paralyzed Dark Ebby. Okay. And I am going to... Uh, I'm not going to do the disengage bonus action this time. Shadow Joff gets a free attack. 
That's a critical. That's a natural oh. 20. Can you sneak attack on a uh, on a uh, attack of opportunity? It's one sneak attack per turn, so it should be able to. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, here we go. D6. Uh, that's uh, going to be four damage. Plus, is it 46 for you for right now? 46, um, yeah. Plus 18, plus 36. So that's a total of 40 damage. Plus whatever, you're, plus the four. So 44 damage. <laughs> so I'm going to have a... Uh... I have my re- a reaction to that as uh, Squire is going to soften the blow a little bit. You said 44. 44. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. So that'll soften it to 22. Okay. Which is still a lot. Yes. And then I'm going to strike out at uh, Dark Ebony okay. here. With advantage because he's the first. Att- oh my gosh. First attack is a 13. And then with my offhand, I'm going to come back with the Chakram for a 17. Oh my goodness. I'm rolling so bad right now, guys. Half plate. Half plate. (laughs) (laughs) Tink, 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 tink. And that will be my turn. Oh my gosh. For your turn, the only thing that happened is you lost 22 hit points. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, was unfortunate. (laughs) All right, Link, let's have you. Let's see what you can do, Link. You know, there's a secret. There's a secret to this level when Link is fighting himself. Matt, do you remember what it is? Uh, wasn't it just forward thrust with the double-handed sword? There's an even easier way. <gasps> I have a red candle, and these are shadow creatures. <laughs> no. <laughs> nice try, though. <laughs> All right, Link, you're up. Uh, let's see what you can do, Link. Like, how are people feeling? Pine feels great right now. <laughs> I'm okay. Right. Joff is bleeding. Just wondering how I should focus my efforts here. I'm not really super interested in being around this link by myself with where I'm at. Uh, but I'm gonna do it anyways, and I'm gonna move up. Actually, no, I'm, I, I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna take two steps here, and then I'm gonna hook shot to the other side of the group. Okay. Uh, that's my bonus action, and then I'm gonna use my action to uh, give give uh, our, my friend here. This is this is. That's Joff. Yeah, that's Joff. Okay, right. I just want to make sure I was in the right spot. Give you a little gentle caress and heal you for 20 hit points. And that's my lay on hands for 20 hit points. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, Abby. I'm oh, I'm glaring daggers right now at this guy. <laughs> what? Well, I'm upset that you showed me up with those eagles in the first room. So, you know, because I've been dying on that room a lot. <laughs> Heavy, I think there's an additional threat in this room. <laughs> All right, Nari, you are up. You are facing uh, Shadow Nari, and then uh, Shadow Joff is just a little bit ar- away from you. But if you wanted to, you could also get around to Shadow Ebby. I think I'll just uh, keep attacking myself, because honestly, I seem like the biggest danger in the area right now. Uh, so 22 to hit. Yeah. Which will hit for 11 damage and then a 20 to hit for 17 damage. Nice. Fantastic. So, total of 28. Any bonus action you wanted to do or anything? No, I already did it last time, so I'm I'm good. Okay. Ebby. Oh, Shadow Ebby's turn. Okay, he gets to make a wisdom save, right? At the end of his turn, yeah. Okay, that's a 24. That, that succeeds, yeah. Okay, so Shadow Ebby is now 
unparalyzed. Regular Pine, we're back up to the top of the initiative order. It is your turn. Okay, Regular Pine is going to come square up against Ebby. Shadow Ebby. <laughs> um, Shadow Ebby. <laughs> and he's going to go ahead and take a couple attacks. Uh, first attack will be a crit. Finally. Oh, okay. very nice. A crit. Wait, and this is a sword of sharpness, right? Yes, this is a sword of sharpness. So I'm going to go ahead and roll an extra d20. Okay. And it was a 19, almost. <laughs> Oh. If I rolled another 20, I would have lopped off a limb. You know how traumatizing that would have been for Abby to witness? <laughs> you could have gotten an arm for Hermine. Oh! Oh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> if she doesn't mind having an arm made, arm made completely out of shadow, I wouldn't. That's so hardcore. Okay. okay, so the damage is... So 14 plus 14, that's 28 damage. With the crit, and then I'm also going to go ahead and, for good measure, throw on a level two Swordmaster's Fury, unleashed with precision. Swordmaster's Fury. So that's an extra six D eight. Oh my gosh! Beautiful. Thirty more damage. <laughs> oh my gosh! There was no way you were not going to take Ebby down with that one hit. So Ebby, you can't help but be proud of your friend Pine. But I imagine there's also a little bit of fear at how quickly he totally decimated <laughs> your doppelganger. No, that was shocking. That was brutally shocking. <laughs> <laughs> so Shadow Ebby um, turns to mist and disappears as well, leaving a little blue rupee on the ground where he stood. Okay, Pine will walk over to collect it and uh, and take a second attack against Nari. A oh shadow gosh. Nari. Shadow Nari. Good luck, she's tough. That's <laughs> uh, only a nine to hit. You can't win them all. That's the Pine we know and love. <laughs> all right, uh, that brings us to regular Ebby. I guess first things first, let's move Dardriel's eye just a little bit over here. Okay. And... I guess before I have him do his my bonus action, having that flare up, I'm going to, as my action, cast a level, let's see here. We'll do a level three Erdos's word on Nari. Okay. So Nari gets healed for 16, and then everybody gets an additional eight. Oh, hell yeah, I'm feeling great. And then we'll go ahead and do the flare up with Dardriel's eye, and that will be... Better on the damage front this time. 20 damage if they fail the save. Nice. Nice. And what's the uh, what's the difficulty to, to save? DC 16 dex. Regular Nari, you have um, plus four on your dex save. Oh, awesome. Yeah, see, Shadow people never get to never got to get the uh, bonuses because Shadow Pine went down so fast. I It looks like uh, maximum damage to Shadow Nari and to Shadow Joff. All right, Ebby, is, is there anything else you're going to do? Oh, you're going to, anything else? You did the heal, you did Dardriel's eye. That's that's pretty much it. I'm not moving anywhere, so we're, we're good. All right, that brings us now to Shadow Link. Ebby, Shadow Link comes rushing up to you. Boo. Two attacks. Oh my gosh, come on, Shadow Link. He rolled a natural two and a natural five, which I believe is an 11 and a 14, which neither one of those are going to get through to you. All right, um, Shadow Nari, who was looking really healthy and is now looking not nearly so healthy, is going to take two swipes down at regular... Yeah, regular Nari. All right, um, that's going to be um, uh, 18 or 10. Uh, the 18 will hit. 
for a whopping six damage. I was just going to say, you get to reroll the, the one. For a whopping 16 damage. <laughs> That's better. Yes, and then um, you need to make a wisdom save as uh, Shadow Nari holds out her axe. And I get plus two. Oh, well, that doesn't matter. I got uh, eight, so. So you now have to grovel on your turn. Fantastic. And then Shadow Joff is going to rush in. You're not groveling yet, but Shadow Joff is going to try to get a sneak attack against you. So with the scimitar, that is going to definitely hit. Roll the natural 16, which means it is going to be 18 plus five, I think. So that is going to be 22 damage to you, regular Nari, as Shadow Joff rushes in and sneak attacks you. And then is going to swing a, uh, a chakram at you for good measure with a natural four and that misses. All right. Regular Joff, it is your turn. Regular Joff will turn to Dark Nari and strike out at her with for a 16 to hit. That hits. Oh, oh, wow. That's like my first hit in a while. Um, I rolled a nap. So five for slashing and then 14 precision. So 19 total on the first hit. Okay. And then I'm going to offhand Chakram, see if I can't hit. And I rolled a nine. So, you know, back to what I've been rolling this whole session. So there we go. Well, let me just kind of clue you in where everybody is at. Shadow Nari has now taken, I mean, she's taken more than this, but she is now down 70 hit points. Shadow Joff is down 20 hit points. Shadow Link is down zero hit points. Well, sounds like Nari's not doing well, so someone should finish her off. Hopefully before I have to grovel. Well, it is regular Link's turn. Uh, I'm going to try to do just that. So I'm going to move up closer to the group and then take two slashes with the Master Sword. 24 for the first one. Okay. And 25 for the second one. They both hit. Yeah. So that's eight uh, piercing on the first one and then 12 piercing on the second one. That is 90 damage to Shadow Nari, who disappears into a wisp of smoke and is gone. And she drops a red rupee because she's got red hair. <laughs> nice. All right. We only have two more friends to kill. <laughs> and let's be honest, one of them is more of an acquaintance that you just met. He's growing on me. Navi kind of sneaks up. Hey, do you see how they're all talking to each other and saying stuff when they attack? That would we we could try that. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> all right, uh, Nari, it's your turn. You've got Shadow Joff in front of you. Okay, I will. Oh, actually, no. Wait, I, no. Actually, you know what? You you did fail that save, even though Shadow Nari is down. You still drop down, and anybody attacking you will have advantage. But Paula was in that 20. She was about to crit. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I want Shadow Joff to stay around just a little bit longer. Just a little bit longer. I want to knock at least one of you guys down. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm groveling. Okay, Pine, it's your turn. Okay, Pine is going to come up and help um, Ebby face off against Dark Shadow Link. I, I can't remember what the technique was, Paul. You... Well, you can't do it anyway. Oh. The only person who could do it would be regular Link, because I don't have bombs. No, it's not bombs. I don't remember. But you're close. <laughs> we got no chance. Is it bomb shoes? 
<laughs> no, it's not bomb shoes. Okay, I'll just tell you. I'm pretty sure that it was the hammer. Oh, that's right. He, he, he hit him on the shield. If he doesn't blocks, it hits him. Oh. Yeah. Man. The hammer was the easiest way to beat Shadow Link. I remember that now. Um, okay, so first I'll, I'll go ahead and just move Kenig's S-Talk behind Shadow Link. Okay. So that I can take an attack with that. I forgot to do that last round because I was so excited about the crit. Um, <laughs> so that first attack is a 20 to hit, a dirty 20. That's a, that's a hit, yeah, yeah. For 10 force damage. Perfect. And then Pine's going to move in uh, to take a couple of attacks with his sword. So the first attack is a 17 to hit. Does that hit, Link? Uh, it does not. Okay. Second attack is a 21 to hit. That does hit. All right. So that will be um, 13 slashing damage. And okay. I'm assuming this is, I mean, this is Matt metagaming. We're probably not going to do much after this. So I'll say, unleash with precision, Swordmaster's Fury. And I'll do a, um, a level two uh, for 3d8. Okay. It's another 21 damage. So 13 plus 21. Oh my gosh. Oh man, Link got rocked. Dark Link got rocked this time. Yeah, as I recall, this was probably my the most frustrating fight in the game uh, for me. Until we figured out about using the hammer. Ebby, it is your turn. Cool. I'm going to, I guess, first things first, I will use my action to yell words of encouragement down to Nari and do a level two Urdas's word on her and heal her for 10 points of healing and then everybody gets the additional eight and then we'll use the bonus action to move Dardriel's eye just a little bit behind Shadow Joff and have it flare up and see if we can't have it do some damage. Okay. Let's see what the deck save is for Shadow Joff. That's a nine plus a lot. Yeah, he'll probably save, my guess would be. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, that's a save. That's a nine plus seven. That's a 16. He's also got a ring of evasion, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just maybe maybe let's not do decks on him. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and even if he fails, he only takes half. <laughs> That's right. Zero damage. No, no, no. Yeah, sorry. He just uh, he just evades it altogether. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. <laughs> well, that's my turn. <laughs> I'm trying to learn how to play you guys as characters. I should know by now. No, yeah, that's that's a good point. No, yeah, <laughs> that works. All right. Let's see here. We have got back to Shadow Link. Shadow Link is going to now split attacks, one at Ebby and one at Pine. So the first one at Ebby is a uh, 17 to hit. That's a miss. Mm -hmm. Second one at Pine. That's an 18 plus nine is a 27 to hit. Pine, you are going to take, so 11 damage. Yeah. <laughs> nine more damage to you, Pine. No, you have, when you do it, like when you do that extra Swordmaster's Fury type, you need to have a cool saying that you say. <laughs> yeah. It works for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Shadow Nari is down. It's Shadow Joff's turn. Shadow Joff is going to um, take a stab at Nari. Oh, with advantage. Yeah, I'm groveling. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So the uh, you you definitely get hit with like a I think that's a, a twenty three to hit, and then you are going to take some damage, which is pretty mild. It's a uh, nine damage. If he has advantage, it's going to be. Sneak attack, too. It is sneak attack. <gasps> oh, man. Thank you. So that was nine damage plus 21. That's 30 damage. Jeez. Whoa. At least someone with my stat block is doing something. <laughs> <laughs>
As a bonus action, this seems kind of silly because the battle's almost over, but he wants to see how much damage he can do. He's going to disengage, and then he's going to run away 30 feet. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be obnoxious. <laughs> Joff, it is your turn. You can see where you're at. Um, you can get to um, Shadow Link. Joff will run up and catch up to himself um, and bonus action, get that last extra couple feet. And I'm going to try and see if I'll roll better than myself. I'm guessing not. Oh, I rolled a 23 to hit. That's a hit. Nice. Or nine damage. And since no one else is threatening him, that's it. Okay, he has now taken 29 damage. Okay, that will be my turn. Okay, Link, what are you going to do? Um, I think I am going to try to grapple my uh, my cantrip grapple. Okay, yeah. And try to pull him closer to me, because that should trigger attacks of opportunity, yeah? Uh, if you pull him 10 feet, yeah, yeah. So you kind of pull out your hook shot and you try to hook him and bring him towards you? Yes. Perfect. Yeah, you just have to hit him. 25 to hit. That will hit. Yeah, 10 piercing, and then I want to pull him 10 feet closer to me, so that should give my allies some uh, some attacks of opportunity. All right, Ebby and Pine both get attacks of opportunity as this uh, shadow link comes sliding past you. So Pine is all, he's all in like his fighting stance and ready to go in the next round, and all of a sudden, Link zips past him, he's like, Whoa! and rolled a nine to hit. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Ebby tries to throw a haymaker at him and totally, I think, misses with a 14 to hit. Yeah, that'll miss. All right, very good. Any uh, bonus actions or anything you want to do? Uh, no, that's it. Nari, you are up. All right, I think Nari's actually going to come over here and help Joff out with himself. Okay. And she will swing at Evil Joff for 20 to do 15 damage, and then she will use her Axe of the Adjudicator and see if she can get him to grovel next turn. Uh, nope, makes it. Rolled a natural 14. Joff would probably half that damage, too. Good call. Well, how much did you do? Uh, four, you did, uh, how much damage did you do? 20? 15. Or, you did 15 damage? Okay. That's halved to eight. And then my second hit did not land, so. Okay. Thanks, Joff, for helping me out <laughs> with Joff. All right. Pine, you're up. Pine will turn around and look at Shadowling and say, hey, I'm not done with you yet. And I'm going to come up behind him. Take a couple of swings. Okay. First one's a 25 to hit. That will hit. For 14 damage. And Shadow Link turns to you and looks like he's about to say something. Yes, yes. And then turns to Mist. Oh, we were so close. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that leaves us just Shadow Joff. You have another attack and you have like 30 more feet of movement. I don't think you can get to him. I can. Uh, oh, I can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> you totally can. I'm so fast. Uh, okay, and then I'll take an attack. My second attack. Uh, it's only a 15 to hit. That's a miss. Okay. And then as far as Kenneg's S talk, it's too far away to do anything to anybody. No, it's not. 20 feet. 5, 10, 15, 20. Oh, and then Kenneg's S talk <laughs> can take an attack. All right. Uh, that's a 19 to hit. That will hit. 10, uh, 10 uh, force damage. Oh, man. Yes. Okay. Uh, Shadow Joff has now taken 47 damage. Ebby, it is your turn. Ebby's uh, going to move forward just a little bit. And after having seen what uh, Link tried to do with his whole um, grapple thing, he himself is going to ha have a go with that. 
using his cantrip of chain whip and gets a natural key crits on that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just trying to show Link up. So it would have been eight piercing damage. I guess that's doubled, right? In this case. Yeah, that's doubled. Um, 16 damage. And then if he survived, he would get yanked towards me, I guess. This chain comes whipping out of your wrist, wraps around Shadow Joff. Shadow Joff starts to yoink, gets yoinked off its feet, but before it moves even more than five feet, just disappears into a cloud of dark smoke and shadow. Cue victory music! Heim looks back at Ebby's like, wait, could you always do that? Yes, this whole time. Where'd you think the spider butt rope came from? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. As you guys are standing here in this ankle deep water, as the shadows have dispersed, you hear a little. What's the sound? How's it go? All I can think of is. Yeah, there you go. That sound. And the door on the north wall opens. Link. I imagine you look towards the door knowing that something important must be in there. And as you look in there, you can see there is a chest, a rather large chest. And Ebby, Nari, Pine, and Joff, you guys are super excited to see what's in that chest. (laughs) But I think we're going to turn it off for now. That was a lot of fun. We got to get this game back to Hollywood video before we have to pay for another five days or whatever it was. I don't even remember. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. That was fun. <laughs> that was, that was really cool. I felt so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, thank you for playing with us. That was awesome. That was so much fun. I have wanted to throw um, doppelgangers at a party for a long time, and I don't know why this came to mind, but I thought it was perfect. And I thought, my thought was as soon as um, people realized we were playing in the Water Temple, that anybody who'd played through Ocarina of Time would know, oh, crap, we're going to fight ourselves. And I don't think <laughs> I think, Brian, I think you were the only one who figured it out. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, on my couch hours ago, and then I forgot about it. So it was still a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was and honestly, running player characters as monsters is difficult. So good on you. That was awesome. Oh, thanks. I'm, I'm, thank you very much. I'm glad you guys were there to help me out. Like, oh, yeah, Joff would have half that damage and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. I totally spaced some things. But it's nice to know that you guys are more powerful than yourselves when somebody else is controlling them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Dark Joff did way more damage than real Joff did. So, And Dark Nari did some huge damage on her first turn, too. Dark Pine did as well, and then he got toasted. I don't know what you were going to plan to do with Dark Ebby, but... My goodness, if you were going to do like level four, like firewalls and stuff like that. I know. (laughs) Yeah, I had firewall prepared, but I also wanted to keep people alive. So (laughs) thanks, everybody, for playing. Hey, Brian, is there anything you wanted to plug or anything that you've been like watching or anything that you uh, that you uh, would like to uh, plug for our listeners? Oh, man, I I, know. Honest, not not really. Nothing that immediately comes to mind. I don't know. (laughs) Too much pressure. Hey, hey. (laughs) Plug, plug, plug 12-sided guys. Oh, yeah, definitely. You should listen to the 12-sided guys uh, podcast. It's been great. It's great to listen to at work and on the road when you're driving to work. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man, that was fun. Okay, well, hey, if you guys liked this episode, stay tuned for next week when we're going to do a recap of all the crazy shenanigans that happened in Disc One. Tell your friends and family to uh, to tune in and to get caught up on all of the, on all of this goodness. And until we see you next time, I hope you have a great time.